Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It's only money. It's only money. Seulement l'argent. How much money? Hmm. Again, David Aiken, chief political correspondent for Global News. Morneau Chappelle, Inc., the Toronto-based financial services and consulting firm founded by Morneau's family, declared a dividend uh, this morning. He wrote this last Thursday of 6.5 cents per share, payable October 31. Morneau on Thursday said he holds about a million shares in Morneau Chappelle, Inc., MSI, which means his Halloween treat from the firm which bears his name will be worth $65,000. In total, the dividends paid to him by MSI while he was an MP, $1.625 million. And he's confused about what to do. What am I? And I don't report to you. I report to the Ethics Commissioner. No, you don't. Um, the Halloween dividend check will be the last, writes David Aiken, of 25 monthly dividend checks he's received since becoming MP. Morno on Thursday said he'll sell all his holdings in MSI and place the rest of his assets in a blind trust. And then I find really troubling, again, I find this really, really, really seriously troubling. Marno on Thursday said that he believed the discussion about his personal wealth has become a real distraction for his government. He said that even though no law requires him to do so, he was selling his shares and moving everything else to a blind trust in order to focus on what, be- was, what believed was the important work of his government. Marno holds his shares in MSI, through an Alberta numbered company, by placing his shares in a numbered company in Alberta, he exposes himself to less tax than if he put them inside a numbered company in Ontario. The three directors of that Alberta numbered company are Morno himself, his wife Nancy McCain, and another Ontario numbered company. And the sole owner of that Ontario numbered company is Bill Morno. Oh, full circle. Dan Kelly is the CEO and the president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. It's small business. Is it small business day today, Dan? Small business Saturday, yeah. It's small the business day Saturday. That we're out there trying to support the local independents that right. uh, do so much for our neighborhoods. Yeah, well, and uh, it's small business week, correct? It's the end of small business week, and what a week it's been. What a week it's been, and with me as well, and she operates with her husband, a small business. Uh, They are farmers in Saskatchewan. She's caught the attention of people across this country and beyond. On social media is Megs Reynolds. Um, What's your your Facebook handle again, Megs? Uh, My Facebook handle or my Twitter? Twitter. I'm sorry, Twitter. It's Farmer Megs with two Zs on Megs. Okay. So uh, let me ask you first, Megs, when you hear what you've heard about Mr. Morneau, about his money, about what he's done with his money and hasn't done with his money, 
How do you react uh, knowing that he was going to come after you and everyone else who operated a farm for more cash in the interest of tax fairness? Well, he could have, you know, I don't personally have a problem with um, the wealth his family has built up. I do have a problem with the fact that it wasn't put into a blind trust off the bat, and there's huge ethical problems with that. Um, But my problem stems from the fact that the changes that they uh, first uh, put forward and then have kind of amended a bit now weren't actually going to affect him or someone like Trudeau. They were going to more affect the middle class and small business. The very people they say they want to help. Exactly. And uh, and how much of a difference is what Mr. Morneau and Mr. Trudeau plan now? How much of a difference will that mean to you if if what they had planned originally was absolutely the worst possible compass point to be to be aiming for? How much better is it do what they've got planned now? Well, the fact that uh, they've made changes and they've scrapped um, the fact that it will no longer be. Uh, made more expensive to sell a business within the arm's reach to family members. That, uh, for the agriculture community, is huge. But pretty much the rest of it uh, doesn't doesn't really feel like they've done much. They've, they've they're trying to make it seem like they've done stuff by saying that they've changed, um, allowing that you can have up to fifty thousand uh, of passive aggress- uh, investment in a company. Which, when a company is holding passive investment, uh, that the reason for that is to save for expansion. It's to save for a rainy day fund, and at the end of the day, fifty thousand really is not that much. Dan Kelly is CEO and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. When you take what uh, what was first going to be the construct for Mr. Morneau and Mr. Trudeau for small business in the interest of fair taxation, and then you compare it with what's there now, how much better is it, and is this one really going to make a significantly better reality for small businesses in this country? I'd say roughly about half. I think they've met small business small business owners about halfway. Uh, I think Megs is right, quite right. A lot of the changes are going ahead, largely unchanged, uh, and that is a worry for us, particularly the idea of sharing income among family members in the business, which certainly would apply to agriculture and a whole bunch of other small business owners that may have one spouse taking the lead and, and the other spouse playing perhaps a more supportive role in the life of the family business. So, uh, you know, the, the big changes, and, and Meg's got it right, the capital gains changes, those were good. They've dropped largely those provisions. They've added a big sweetener to the whole pot, and that will be a reduction in the small business corporate tax rates down to 9%. That's going to save, on the surface... Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for small and medium-sized firms. So, you know, we give them credit for getting back to that. But we have to remember that that was an original election promise of the federal government, So, and it had been legislated before that by the Conservatives. So this isn't a, a, a brand-new gift. Well, it's kind of like saying, I promise you from tomorrow on, the sun will rise in the east. Same well, sort of you know, the, the analogy, Roy, that I used is uh, I've got a nine-year-old son at home, and if I had given him a, Christmas, a birthday present, took it away for two years, and then gave it back to him, uh, yeah, he'd probably be happy that he got his gift back, but I think he'd have some questions about me. <laughs> and that's a little bit how we're feeling about the government right now. All right, so what are the questions, Megs? What are the questions that you have for the government? What are the questions you have about, uh, about Mr. Morneau? And I'll, I'll lead it off by saying that we asked... Former member of parliament, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau, 
who herself was challenged on ethics issues in Parliament, challenged because she made everyone aware of what her expenses were uh, online, and she was ordered by her party, the Liberal Party, to not do so. And she said, I will not succumb to what you're telling me to do because Canadians deserve to know what I'm spending on expenses. Why don't you all follow me? So they shut her down. So understanding that, um, what 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 do you think would be appropriate for Mr. Morneau to do now? That's actually a perfect lead-in to one of my questions is, if this was any other minister, uh, would Trudeau be putting up with these actions? Uh, I think that if he was, I mean, look at the minister that was kind of shuffled back because he stood against the Liberals' uh, proposal on this front when the Conservatives voted for a longer consultation period. He was the only Liberal to stand against it. And they kind of shuffled him away. And I think that if uh, it was not the finance minister who kind of, was at the heart of this controversy, I think that you would see different action in regards to uh, his political outcome with the party. But I think Trudeau is scared to um, pass out any punishment uh, for his actions because he's his right-hand man, and that is basically him admitting, admitting that he made a massive screw-up. Yeah, plus there's a question or two about Mr. Trudeau's ethical engagements uh, that we'll see him uh, in front of the Ethics Commissioner um, Dan, what about what about you? What what advice would you give Mr. Morneau? Has he has he gotten himself into a into a mess now that will forever, or at least as long as he's finance minister, make his credibility questionable in that role? It is tough to say. I, and look, this has certainly taken a big knock to his credibility. I think. I mean, the the reason I think business owners are so angry is because. Not just a, not just because of the changes, but the tone that the government took, and then of course, with the uh, with the, uh, the the problems that they've had on the on their personal front, it just makes this a lot more a lot messier. Uh, I think though that business look business people are very busy; uh, they don't have time. It's it's unusual for business people to be as worked up as they are to have had as many protests and rallies and online petitions as as have happened in recent days. And I think if they keep their noses clean, if they abide by these promises, if they're sincere about additional consultation, and they look at making further tweaks and changes to the package that they've already put out, I think the business community will continue to deal with them uh, respectfully. But gosh, if this is a trend line, uh, it's anyone's guess. And I, you know, one of the, one of the things that I guess I've been pleased about is that 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 business people have made their voices heard and that that has made a difference. And it certainly took it to taken, I think, the bloom off the rose of government over the last little while. That's, that's, a, that's a positive thing. I think now we, uh, we can certainly do a reset if they're sincere about the, uh, what they've said they're going to do, and that is to even consider further changes to the package they put in front of us now. Well, Dan, as far as the credibility of Mr. Morneau is concerned with the business community, you used if so many times. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Look, I mean, we've just come through a four-month war, a war with government over not just some substantive policy changes, but basically the whole way that they spoke about small and medium-sized firms. Look, I want to celebrate uh, the Morneau family's success. I think that's terrific. I just wish for, from time to time they might celebrate the success of other small business owners and not look at them and not make them out to be some form of tax cheat. Uh, the tone mm-hmm. that they took this week has, was an awful lot better. Had they started with that, this could have been an awful lot different. But that's not what happened. And, Megs, what, um, what do you want to add to that? 
I agree. Um, you know, I put out on Twitter that we need to take the changes that did happen as a win. Everyone that wrote letters um, made their, you know, raised their voices, um, got out there on social media, made phone calls. Um, they influenced the majority government, and that's huge. And I think we need to take a moment to celebrate that. Um, I feel also it was a fight that I don't think we should have had to make with our government, but I'm glad that we were able to influence the process. And I hope that, you know, we will see changes. I'd still like to see um, them change a bit on the uh, income sharing. And I'm interested to see if they actually stick to uh, the announcement that they will be following what the Conservatives started with lowering business tax rates. You know, we could hit the next budget and they freeze it again. So I'm curious to see how we move forward. I have a I have this funny feeling that they're going to come to you with an offer of some kind. <laughs> Just a feeling. Just a feeling. But you've had a lot to do with helping Canadians focus on the specifics that were necessary. And, and for us to uh, – we actually saw the farm family through your portrayals and your, 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 ex, you know, your, your portrayal of your family and what it was going to mean to you. We understood the farm family a lot better. People in the urban community had a better idea because of you of what it's like in, in rural Canada, and I think that had a lot to do with driving this whole issue forward. So congratulations to you. Thank you. I think it's important for people to see the families and the stories behind so that they, you know, it's a lot easier to have compassion or to have understanding when you have um, a true life story to connect it to. And I was I was impressed by being able to um, just draw people to it and to uh, influence others to get out there and to speak up and to make their own videos. So I was happy that I was able to help others be brave enough to speak up. And Dan, thank you for uh, marshalling the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. And your members really rung the bell in Ottawa. They really rung the bell. And somebody said, will you get up and see who's there? Oh, my God. Well, we've been doing this for 46 years. When John Bullock set up this place uh, back in 1971, Catherine Swift running it for for 20-plus years, uh, a lot of hard work went into building this organization, but I'm incredibly proud of the 109,000 members, and I just want to echo what you said. Megs, you are a real Canadian hero for uh, helping to represent small and medium-sized firms, particularly agribusiness across Canada, in, in the face of what is a, uh, a pretty big set of challenges that the federal government chose to throw at us. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Megs Reynolds, Dan Kelly, thank you. Thank you. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. My number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Do you believe that Mr. Morneau should resign? On Twitter, on my uh, Twitter feed, at the Roy Green Show, I made that point a couple of days ago, and it's been just self-generating, the response, or regenerating. 1-800-263-2428. Do you think Bill Morneau needs to resign? And do you think that Mr. Trudeau should be asking for the resignation of Bill Morneau? Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, being very clear about that. Saying, yes, her former seatmate, the current Prime Minister of Canada, should be asking for the resignation of his finance minister. Do you believe Bill Morneau has to go as finance minister of Canada? 800-263-2428.